Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Roman Canciani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I'm going to start with an update on the markets. So the route across equity and bond markets continued yesterday. What started off as a sort of a technical move on Friday when equity options worth 2 trillion US dollars expired in the US markets turned into a broader move yesterday with many fearing a decisively hawkish message from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell later this week at the Jackson Hole Symposium. Yields spiked across the curve in the US, with two-year yields pushing up eight basis points to 331 and 10 years rising by four basis points to just a shiver above the 3% mark, where they trade this morning too. What's probably even more important is that 10-year real yields, which means inflation-adjusted yields, have jumped by 35 basis points this month already in the US, a move which threatens equity valuations once more and eat in their relative attraction to bonds. Or in other words, rising real yields have made the stock market more expensive again. So the S&P 500 index in the US shed another 2.1% yesterday, with only 24 stocks of its 500 constituents handing in a positive performance on the day and all sectors in the red. Lacking yesterday were consumer discretionary tech and telecom stocks. The only sector close to a positive performance was energy, ending the day down by 0.2%. The outperformance of energy stocks came on the heels of rising oil prices after Saudi Arabia said OPEC Plus may be forced to cut production to stabilize a volatile market. Brent oil is trading around 97 US dollars per barrel this morning. Gold so far has not really been able to profit from the increased risk off mood and is trading at 1740 US dollars per ounce at the very moment. And Bitcoin has stopped falling after the rout on Friday. It's currently trading at about 21,000 US dollars. In the FX world, the US dollar is slightly weaker against most of its peers after rising to the highest in more than five weeks yesterday. And after falling to a two-decade low against the US dollar, the euro is trading at just above 99 cents this morning. Also under pressure is the British pound, which dropped to the lowest since March 2020 yesterday on rising concerns regarding the energy crisis. Liz Truss, the frontrunner to be Britain's next prime minister, is said to prepare an emergency spending package to help people cope with the surging energy costs. It is expected that she is going to announce spending shortly after her confirmation as a Prime Minister in September. Turning to Asia, there is news out of India. Apple announced that they plan to begin manufacturing the iPhone 14 there about two months after the product's initial release out of China. This can be seen as a consequence of Apple looking for alternative production places as the clashes between China and the US on trade and geopolitics don't debate and lockdowns across China have disrupted economic activity. When I checked Asian markets a few minutes ago, it was a sea of red too, with all major equity gauges down. Chinese onshore markets outperformed today, down a bit more than 0.5%. The Hang Seng is down close to 1%, and the Japanese Nikkei has closed down by more than 1%, despite news that the last remaining rich economy, with uh, stringent entry requirements, is considering scrapping the need for all travelers entering the country to submit a negative COVID-19 test result. 
So what's in store for today in Europe and the US? Well, European equity futures are slightly in the red as traders expect the continent's manufacturing and services PMI data to shed a light on private sector health and sentiment. PMIs will also be released later on in the US, as well as the Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index and new home sales. So markets are set up for a busy Tuesday. That's all from my side for the moment. Now I'm handing over to Mathieu Hacheter, our head of equity re strategy, who shares his views on equities overall. Please go ahead, Mathieu. Thanks, Roman. Yes, um, as already mentioned, equity markets have started to correct again after one of the strongest summer rally to date. Going forward, uh, the near-term outlook for equity markets remains challenging, while the summer relief rally was partly driven by a better-than-feared Q2 earnings season and also peak inflation. On the other hand, you also had quite some light positioning and unwinding of short bets, which played a key role and really suggests a lack of convictions by investors. Therefore, we continue to stick to our view that we have faced the bear market rally and see significant risks for a retest of the lows in June. The impact of quantitative tightening on financial markets have yet to be felt, while the earnings downgrade cycle has just started. Although analysts have started to trim their earnings estimates for the S&P 500 for this year considerably, consensus estimates for next year's earnings still remains too optimistic and will be likely be cut over the coming months. In addition to that, uh, from a seasonal perspective, September doesn't really seem to be a good month for equity market gains if you look back at history. Also, the positive impact of buybacks, which have been the largest source of US equity demand so far this year, will also slow down given the start of the corporate blackout window in mid-September. The bottom line here is that we see more downside than upside potential for US equities from current levels and continue to recommend keeping a defensive tilt within an equities portfolio. Also, the outperformance of growth stocks came to a pause now, given the renewed rise in bond yields, but we expect them to resume their outperformance um, later this year as bond yields will eventually move lower. That's all from my side and with that back to you, Roman. Many thanks, Mathieu. Uh, with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. I wish you all a good day ahead. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.